listening to the New Century Multiverse, Panther Soul. Chapter 29 Feline Inferno Star Dancer I stand over the brigand in red. Though I have taken away mobility, her eyes remain open, frightened, watching me, watching Firebrand, watching Mother, and now watching the little one. Mog dangles the lives of the panther and the lioness in the balance, incentive to do what is asked, demanded of this cub. Firebrand grapples exhaustion, the feline mountain towering over him as he clings to defiance. And then I see it. The veil lifts and the cataclysm we are on the cusp of finally forms the empress of all nightmares in my mind. I see Mother's strength and unending hunger augmented by this totemic force. She will reign with the true power of divinity beloved and feared by all. Nothing will stop her. She will eat the world. With sadness and resignation on her face, Leah crouches before the blazing inferno. I think back to what she told me on our trek here, about what stepping into this fire will do to her. She drops her reptile lightly on the floor. This isn't for you, Crunchy. The tiny thing looks suddenly so alone and fragile. Then Leah turns once more and dives into the blue, immediately crying out in pain and shock. Firebrand wrenches himself momentarily free and bounds halfway across the chamber towards the pitifully wailing cub, who is now bathed in azure, staring at her paws as they burn. Even from here, I can feel the blast of heat and pressure rippling out into the air. I am rooted to the spot, but Mog, enraged at his interference, pursues the panther. She rakes at Firebrand's back, catching him up and slamming him down upon the stones. His body shudders and arches in pain as her body warps, and she begins to greedily feed upon him her face distorting into something beyond what can be seen by eyes alone. In the flames, Leah can no longer cry out. She is looking into his eyes right now, and terror steals her voice. Her paws are up to her mouth. Her little mind is splintering. My resonating soul fills in the screams for her. Dark memories peeling out of Mog's tent. Cats dragged backwards to their bitter ends so that Mother might escape hers for a few more to days. All of a sudden, Noon's face. I don't want to go. I am moving. Rushing towards this atrocity. Mother, that is enough! I cry, colliding with her full force. Mog hardly budges but roars of this betrayal, slashing out with a single pull. But I am not there anymore. Now I am dancing. And in three elegant moves, I spin 
and roll Kolo away from her clutches, raising him to his hind paws in the process. A burst of joy brings him back to me. And we turn and face down Mother together. We dart and spin and whirl, dodging her blows and barraging her with our own. She was in a place of vulnerability, and we have her unbalanced for a few moments, yowling in fury and swiping us away. We do not relent and force her towards the wall, clearing a space before the fire. Leah, come back out! We will protect you! I call, turning my head to ascertain whether we have been heard. Too late, I realized that this communication was all the distraction Mog needed. Her great paw slips around my dodge, and I feel her iron grip around my throat for the first time ever. She has firebrand in the other paw. We are Catans again. Cubs. Kits. And she is a behemoth. Insurmountable. Our disobedience has damned us. I feel my strength begin to leave. It is like bleeding willpower. I give myself over, gasping as she fills me with her intoxicating shadow. We are at Hope's graveside. Leah is on her knees, sobbing, as behind her, within the inferno, something begins to rise up. It is a stone altar, upon which gleams the burnished copper of an enormous gauntlet. Its incandescent yellow orb flares brighter than even the fire around the cub. Triumphant, Mog lets Firebrand and I fall, pulling her features back into something resembling a face as the dread wind whips through her cloak. Bring it to me! She screeches. The lynx turns to see the Cloudbreaker, barely comprehending what stands before her for the taking. The lioness lies broken. I am entwined in paralyzing, horrific devotion. And Firebrand, fighting through what holds me fast, struggles up to his knees, looks right at the lynx, and pleadingly shakes his head. Leah lifts the gauntlet. It is far too heavy for her tiny arms. She turns to see Mog's gray, outstretched, clawing, decaying grasp just beyond the flames which seem to have now extracted their toll. Just, Just pass, pass it, it through, through. My, my best, best of daughters. Mog pauses, for one moment uncertain. Her face is radiantly beautiful from everything she has taken. What, what are, are you doing? doing? She asks, her voice sweeter, only an undercurrent of abomination. Leah, Leah it shall consume you. Only I can take such power. The lynx slips her paw inside the glove, and there is an instant reaction. A whirlwind whips around her, sending the inferno blazing up all the higher. The cub rises off the ground, borne aloft by the currents that shake every hair on her body. Her eyes glow fiery gold as her ears, fur, and clothing are buffeted by this storm. She speaks her voice echoing around the walls. A goddess is now among us. Leave more friends alone! The cub dives out of the fire, 
drawing back that enormous fist and striking Mother squarely in her chest. It is not an earthly impact. A wave of ethereal force erupts from the clashing of these two, sending Firebrand and myself flying and Mog tumbling back. Leah does not stop. She leaps in again, slamming that fist against immense guarding paws. Another shockwave, and Mog shrieks in rage and fright, unused to this feeling of pain and helplessness. Leah springs up and bounces nimbly off the left wall with a burst of sparkling light to slam the glove down once more, shaking the room thunderously. But Mother is ready this time and lashes in, striking to kill. Leah is flung backwards, but rebounds with that sparkling agility. The world warps as these two collide and scrabble at one another. Mog's jaws spring wide in fury, and Leah sends a ferocious uppercut skywards, shattering fangs and sending her spiraling away. Mog pants in desperation, glowing jet black and fuchsia blood leaking from her twisted mouth. You have faced me like no other. She hisses with a voice like a thousand claws scraping obsidian. I applaud your courage, kitten. <laughs> but you cannot subdue one who has walked these lands since before your ancestors stood upon two legs. I am ever living. Leah falters. The gauntlet is so enormous on her spindly frame that it seems almost preposterous that she can wield it at all. And this moment of doubt has caught her unawares. <laughs> Just give it over to me. Mother croons. I will spare your friends as you ask and depart from this place. You can even come with us as we set this world to rights. <sighs> what sort of kid will I be? Leah asks her, voice loud and echoing. In the flames, I felt every stolen memory, every snatched keepsake that was precious to someone else, sold for food, every drooping tale. Every dream I took. How can I be that again? You'll be the cat that I love, assures Mog. My daughter, for as long as you shall live. Precious and cherished by my side. Leah looks over the floor, past the beaten cats, to where Mog is circling, her ancient back to the entrance. The Link scowls as she comprehends the depths of what she faces, before making her conclusion. You are a bad mother! She rockets forward to grab Mog's trailing scarf as those immense jaws spring open to take everything from her. But the weight and direction of this movement has already shifted and Leah twists aside, turning her body and using all that accumulated momentum against her. <laughs> in a throw which launches Mother directly to the depths of the blue inferno, that she has been feverishly avoiding. Kolo Nash. I gaze.
gaze up at what Leah has done. The moment Morg is inside the fire, the undead sorceress begins to scream and struggle to escape. But the flames have her. They are flashing and sparking with strange lights drifting around as though there is some consciousness holding her fast. It is exponentially more violent a reaction than what happened when Leah herself was in there. Every single act of cruelty Morg has undertaken in her ancient lifespan is now an individual avenging ghost. Every life she took and the hurt inflicted in the taking comes back on her a thousandfold. Morg's eyes are growing brighter and brighter as her mouth opens to gasp for air. And a gathered cloud of flashing dust, like minuscule shards of glass, hurtles down that torn esophagus into her lungs. Her grey fur catches fire, and her flesh begins to melt. The screaming gets louder, deafening in intensity as it compounds and echoes off every stone. Dark blood begins to boil under the surface of her charred, dry skin, leaking and spurting out in jets of fuchsia. The flames rake over her limbs, exposing bones now scorched black. Her tail is engulfed as her robes and wrappings fall away, burning to cinders. She flings out a paw to Leah and I, then to Star, mewling with that voice, pleading for her family to pull her free and save her from this immeasurable agony. Stardancer crawls forward, weeping, and stretches out their own paw. The fire begins to set light to the edges of that blue fur as I stumble upright and pull them back, holding on tightly, protecting them from a fatal attempt at mercy. Leah stands across the way beside Beatrix, her back to the blue, refusing to watch this suffering. Then, Morg cannot scream anymore. Her throat has burned away. The pore on fire begins to disintegrate, but not cleanly, into ash. Pieces of her talons and the pad bones unbound by ligaments scatter to the base of the flames and are lost in charcoal as her skull becomes halfway visible. One eye collapses under the pressure as the other explodes outwards, fluid hissing into steam, shattering bone as her brain roasts inside her head. At this point, what remains of her body should tumble to the ground, and that would be the end of it. But these ethereal clouds seem to grip what frame remains and hold her still. The last remnants of sanity in her consciousness snap and unravel as her soul implodes. Then, all that is left is the upright ashy husk of a carcass, bones of ember, the remains of that skull slumped on one side as though still watching us.
Everyone else in the chamber has now turned their face away from the sight, but all have absorbed the memories which will haunt our dreams for the rest of our existence. The eroded form finally collapses and dissipates, leaving in its absence a blasted, cathartic sense of peace. been listening to episode 29 of Panther Soul, Feline Inferno, written, edited, and directed by Alexander Shaw. Morgue, performed by Maya Suris. Stardancer, performed by Theo Lee. Leah, performed by Willow Shaw. Colo Nash, performed by Alex Shaw. Make Your Decision by Dan Philipson of Shockwave Sound. Panther Soul theme, Zard, composed and performed by Jason Bradley Livesey of Shockwave Sound. Witch by the Sea, composed and performed by Darren Curtis. Firebrand, Percussion and Ghost Story, composed and performed by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Arrival, composed and performed by I. Sazanov of Shockwave Sound. Shaman's Hollow and Meltwater Loch, ambience from Tabletop Audio. The New Century Multiverse is funded by Patreon, and our $15 sponsors get credit every episode, so thank you to Aaron Lecluse, Abel Savard, Alejandra Vargas, Alex Brewington, Angus Lee, Benjamin Hoffer, Brian Novak, Cassandra Newman, Chris Finnick, Christopher Wolfe, Kieran Dashler, Connor Kennedy, Dan Mayer, Daniel Salguero, Dan Hepner, Dave Hickman, David Sheely, Finbar Nicole, Frankie Punzi, Greg Downing, Jameis Enright, Jesse Ferguson, Joe Crow, Joel Robinson, John Clawson, Joe Gluck, Josh Waster, Kat Esman, Kevin Vahey, Lorraine Chisholm, Marty Polmeyer, Matthew A. Siebert, Michael Hasco, Robbie Crow. Sarah Montgomery, Tima Hellas Hario, Tim Rosensky, Timothy Green, Toby Skeels Jungius, Tom Painter, Trey Contreras, and Valencia Burns. For the maximum New Century Multiverse experience, you need to be checking out the podcast Through the Wind Door, where Greg Downing and Toby Skeels Jungius talk us through each story like a book club and go into mind-boggling depth. I don't know about you, but I like having my mind boggled. They're currently up to Steamheart. And if you want to read the entirety of Panthersoul right now, it is available in a gorgeous paperback on Amazon.com. Alternately, you can support this project for $10 on Patreon and get access to all 
the new century ebooks and audiobooks.